This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, we are back and we've got a lot to talk about here on this snowy, snowy, snowy day. And Kevin Gadet is here. He's the president of Bright Point Strategy, formerly of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. If you're just joining us, Alyssa Freeman is joining us, public relations strategist, PR and pop culture media expert. All right, what do you say? There's so much to talk about. Why don't I throw in some of the other headlines that have happened this week? And we're going to talk about this next hour. The TTC and the Ford government. Alyssa, you know, now we have these rules of engagement that have been announced. Do you think this is going to work out between both parties? I think it's kind of interesting that they're announcing rules of engagement. You know, in my recent memory, I've never, ever seen uh, a news story or at least one that's been proactively pursued about rules of engagement about anything. So that's kind of an interesting tactic, if you ask me. Uh, you know, I think what they're trying to say is, is that, listen, we're willing to try and play together to solve a problem that is of utmost importance, especially to the city of Toronto. And, you know, quite frankly, our, everybody knows that our infrastructure is sorely lacking and that, you know, any creation of, you know, new stations or upgrading of new stations, I, I think, would be welcome. Kevin, do you agree? I mean, it is kind of odd. I think that I said terms of rules of engagement, the same deal, terms of reference. Well, except the rules of engagement. I was actually yeah. just looking for it myself. <laughs> they couldn't have said rules no, of no. engagement because that's a military yeah, yeah, analogy is, that we may not want to use. No, but it may it may apply here. Terms of reference. And you know, John Tory, the mayor, putting out a statement, <clears> and I thought it, because we're really looking at the wording of things these days as per our last topic, and the mayor saying, you know, He's, he, he really does think they can work together. There was some veiled comment, but we had a plan. We made an agreement that Toronto was going to be involved. We hope that you honor it. Can this, is this a good sign here? Well, I actually think it is a good sign. So you have a Ford government that ran on a, a, a campaign promise of building subways and making transit commutes quicker through subways, part of which was the uploading of the, the, the Toronto Transit uh, subway and there was some opposition from some members of council, a bunch, especially from the left, which is a problem for the mayor. And that's a genuine political problem for the mayor that he needs to deal with. And I think this is an artful approach to providing an opportunity so that they can work together, so that the Ford government can still move forward on its agenda and try to appease so that the mayor can also accomplish his agenda. So far, I think it's a positive sign. Whether or not it manifests or continues is another comment. You know, Alyssa, one of the other aspects of this, too, is right from the beginning, this is a premier and a provincial government seemed awfully interested in how the city of Toronto works. Is this just another example, or could this be a template for how the government could offer support? Is it interference or support? And there we get back kind of to our original story too. Okay, well, well, with my wishful thinking hat on, I would say yes, I hope that it is a template for future uh, negotiations and talks with the city. Um, you know, we, we saw that with the uh, downsizing of council and everybody was wondering why is the premier, you know, really, you know, picking on this and, and wanting desperately to reduce the size of the Toronto Council? Why is he so interested in the city of Toronto affairs? Well, that was sort of the bad side of this. This could actually be the flip side. This could be the good side of this because obviously we do need help with you know transportation infrastructure so if 
this is sort of a foreshadowing of things to come, and who knows? This probably should be taken on a case-by-case basis, but I'm, I'm going to err on the side of optimism here. It's always good to be optimistic. You know, Kevin, I just want to switch things around here to another story, and I think it speaks to a lot of the things that we have been discussing at the core of the Bruce MacArthur case. These were murders. We we had to go through all the sentencing, and boy, I have unfortunately uh, done a lot of stories on serial killers, and this does not surprise me, but it unnerves me that the detective in charge wants to move to the canine unit. And here we go again. Do we do we just not realize here of of all the ways this can leave a stain? It must. It's awful for these detectives, and I can't imagine how they feel. Well, I think that comment applies fairly well to any number of first responders who, mm-hmm. on any given incident, especially over time when they're exposed to an awful lot of, quote-unquote, bad stuff, I don't know how else to phrase it, to traumatic events, <clears throat> that it takes a toll. Um, and and we're, it's, a good, it's a good thing that we have learned, that we are learning more and more about the toll these things do take. Mm-hmm. Um, so to a certain extent, I say good for him for recognizing that uh, he's had enough. You know, we all have different tolerances, however, you know, however you quantify it, however long it takes for some people, it's one incident for some other people, it's more or longer or whatever it is. But in his case, he said he'd had enough and I'm glad there's an opportunity for him to transition and do something else meaningful still on the force. I'd say that's a good thing all around. You got it. And you can see if I was him, I'd want to be in that canine unit so fast, bonding with those wonderful dogs, Alyssa. Do we pay enough attention? And we look at PTSD. We're looking at it in a new way. Nobody spoke about this with soldiers. Now we're realizing first responders and those who investigate grisly killings as well. Well, I think that, you know, I know that we're the, the, the big sort of uh, primary narrative on this story is that he is, the officer is going to the canine unit after spending a year on this case. What I wish they would say is why? Like, let's not, you know, P- PTSD is being uh, infer- uh, inferred here and not really deeply explored. And I think that this is the a perfect opportunity, quite honestly, as to right. why and how, and let's not, you know, shove this under the rug, because I think that you're absolutely right. You, you know, we, we talk about this as, a, as it affects our soldiers, and rightly so, but honestly, you know, first responders also are deeply affected by this. And if I could actually throw in a plug here, a friend of mine is a documentary filmmaker, she, Karen Shopswitz, who mm-hmm. uh, created a documentary in this very subject called The Other Side of Hero. And it is about PTSD and the effect it has had on first responders and their families. It is. And you, you think it's an opportunity here, Kevin, or do we just, we well, already that, get it, you know, we get it. If that's what the reasons are, and, and as Alyssa points out, I'm leaping to conclusions. I choose to leap conclusions on this in, in, in this instance, absent information to the contrary. Um, the facts of the matter are, though, that suicide rates are just, just are higher for first responders, soldiers. Uh, that's, that's fact. Uh, then the general population meaningfully higher, like statistically significantly higher than the general population. And therefore, that's fairly obvious correlation that it's related to their to their job. Um, so any opportunity to take, you know, to take advantage of an opportunity to, to raise that issue, I think is a good thing. You know, it's true. I can even say it as a journalist working on these. I mean, there's certain cases, there's certain stuff I've even covered without even going into a deep dive, just having to cover it every day. And um, I, I, 
it stays with me. And you uh, look, never, I, I, never I, I, have, I have a friend I went to military college with, and he suffered a, a, a training incident with grenades. Uh, people died. He was injured. And he has, to his great credit, he's gone through an awful lot of things, as has his family. But he's never really been the same. And, and he would admit that. Yeah, I know. And when you... And thank, thank, thank God they do what they do for us. You got it. You got it. And I, I think we, I think this, I mean, the story, as soon as I heard it, I think we understood and went, I hope he's happy there. I really is. Kevin Gadette, president of Bright Point Strategy and formerly of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Thank you for coming in on this snowy day. I hope you Thanks, have a great Arlene. drive home. Alyssa Freeman, public relations strategist and PR and pop culture media expert. Melissa, our pleasure. Thank you kindly. Oh, you're very welcome, Arlene. And again, Topics Worthy of Discussion is sponsored by Pizzaville, pound 3636. A short break. And when we return, it's the six o'clock hour. I'm Marlene Bynum for John Oakley, and this is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on demand audio. 